1: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company this morning. I say good morning. Um, a lot of people are going to be waking up to the news. If, of course, presumably, most people here listening are sane and don't spend the afternoon watching the uh, Prime Minister appear at the Liaison Committee in the House of Commons. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're sane enough to, to do that. Um, but uh, he just, in, in that wonderful way that Boris Johnson does, he sort of just casually mentions uh, that, uh, yeah, we might end up seeing uh, vaccine passports. Uh, what a surprise. Something which he said only a month ago categorically uh, that we would not be seeing. I mean, very, very, very clearly uh, but now he says it may be up to landlords about whether or not uh, they want to uh, require people to show proof of vaccination or proof of a negative test to come in and have a drink. Well, that's dominating an awful lot of the front page today, understandably, uh, and also ongoing issues with the EU vaccine round. and, of course, this vote tonight of uh, no doubt at all that will go through to extend emergency powers for an emergency started, you know, last March. It's now March and we're going to look all the way through to October. Since when is sort of 18 months, one big long emergency. Well, uh, we will be talking about uh, all of that uh, coming up throughout the show. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Children's Minister Vicky Ford in just a few moments. First up, let's welcome Benjamin Butterworth who's late editor at the iNewspaper and is going to join us all this morning. Good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Julia.
0: Um, let's let's start with the story that's in horrifying I like to think an awful lot of my listeners will care very strongly about because um, they would love to be waking up right now after a night in the pub. Um, the prime minister just sort of casually, casually dropping in that, yes, uh, he, he, he thought that it was very likely that there, there could be um, passports, uh, COVID passports for pubs. He says, I think that's the kind of thing it may be up to individual publicans. It may be up to the landlord. He said it's not a completely, uh, totally alien to us, uh, but uh, he, it certainly sounded like the government would not stop. Uh, pubs or any other organisation from from uh, requiring proof of your vaccination status to enter, although it would be up to the individual landlords. Um, do you think this is a good idea?
1: Uh, I think it's probably a good idea. Yes, because it would encourage people to get the vaccine. Uh, I no, no, think that, that doesn't that... encourage people. That will force people. That's not the same thing at all. Well, I mean, I'd rather people be uh, be cajoled into getting the vaccine than living with this pandemic for much longer, which is what would happen if not enough people did get it. But, but, like, but hold think- on
0: a minute. Are we in a situation in this country where millions of people are who are offered the vaccine are not getting the vaccine? Everyone I know in their 30s and 40s is is horrified by the fact they're going to have to wait an extra month to get the vaccine. They can't wait to do it. I, I've, I've already had Covid. I had the vaccine last Friday. Everyone over 70 pretty much has been off the vaccine and has had the vaccine. Where is this big issue of all these people who are needing encouragement to get the vaccine?
1: Well, the concern is that people that don't get it, they're obviously still at risk and that we we know that it could still spread it could still spread among people that uh, have had the vaccine and people that haven't had the vaccine could then be at risk. And I think that you can understand on a certain level why someone running somewhere like a restaurant or a pub or a nightclub, for example, where people will be in fairly close personal contact, uh, that they may be worried about it spreading on their premises, that their staff might get sick, that that might be a fear for them, but also the reputational damage that might concern them if there's some kind of outbreak that's associated with uh, their private business. Now, the thing about what the prime minister said is that in order for some pubs, as he suggested, to have this sign of vaccine passport means that the technology will have to exist. And only the government can develop that because everyone that gets the jab, as you'll know, just gets that little card. Now, that would be very easily faked if somebody wanted to. But mine so there doesn't must...
0: even have my name on it.
1: Gosh, uh, uh, does it just have sort of a number for, mm, for, for what number of vaccine? Yeah, the on? date. Um, well, I mean, that would so easily be faked. So what we do find out from this comment from the prime minister is that they must be working on the technology for this to exist, because otherwise, you know, nowhere would be able to implement it effectively. Uh, and I can see why places would do it. But I tell you what. I have a reason that if that's the process, that pubs could opt into it, that I don't think they would because with the world, o- the country opening rather, on 21st of June, uh, I as a 29-year-old uh, won't have had the vaccine by then. And I suspect that an awful lot of people that go into pubs and clubs and, and restaurants are under 40 and won't yet have had it. And so I dare say it won't be that widely implemented. Well, that's it. Apart. And then so
0: what, then you're going to bring it in later when everyone's already been out and about. When I, I, One, one I'd love your opt that on the 21st of June, everything will be okay. I wish I could stay that optimistic, but after so many uh, uh, ba- setbacks, I'm, I'm, I'm less optimistic than many. Is. Um, but um, an opinion poll, there's always a snap opinion poll after these things, uh, found that 56% of people were for this move, 17% against. And I just thought, yeah, I'll tell you who the 56% were. There are people who don't go to a pub maybe more than once a year when they take the in law for, for a Sunday lunch. Those people don't keep pubs afloat uh, 24 7, 365 in a normal year. Uh, the people who actually go to the pub regularly are not going to be bothered about this and not wanting to have to show their papers. I mean, it's bad enough at the moment. I, I was speaking to my husband yesterday, saying, "Look, you know, I mean, we do that occasionally. Uh, you know, it's contractually <laughs> obliged." Um, but yeah, I, uh, he uh, wish it wasn't. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, uh, I said, "You know, look, you really need to uh, book somewhere when the pubs are uh, opening. You know, your birthdays in May. You need to book, book somewhere." He goes, "I'm not booking a pub." I refute that's not how you go to the pub. The whole point of a pub is you just pop to the pub, it's not the same. And I'm not going to book somewhere and sit somewhere and have to wear a mask to the loo. And I'm not doing it. And it's and so a lot of the people who are the people who would most want pubs back and would go and spend their money are on the day, you know, day in, day out basis without a you know, eat out to help out that sort of you know, voucher and things, those people aren't going to be in favor of this at all. I mean, do you not think? that this is the most extraordinary imposition and run. The idea is some random person standing on the door of the pub that I go to, or or, or again, who are we kidding? This would then be extended to cinemas, theatres, nightclubs, anything else. Um, Some random person would be able to demand my health, my personal private health records. Um, And if I don't have a a, a COVID jab certificate, I would have to show an exemption. I'd have to show a health reason why I could not. I'd have to... I mean... I I don't that I don't give that information to to you know to 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 close friends necessarily. Why on earth should I be disclosing it to a random stranger every Friday night? I want to go to the pub.
1: I mean, you do it if you want to go to many countries in the world by whether acknowledging whether or not you've had the appropriate vaccinations to travel to those. That, to those places. that I
0: don't have control over other countries' laws, but I do have a say in which government is elected in this country and what and what laws they have. And I got a right. I have a right to punish those MPs who vote for these if if it comes into it as a measure. I, I have. I do have a say. I don't have a say over what happens in other countries. I have to accept their laws or not go there.
1: But I doubt you lose sleep over, as you put it, them knowing your personal medical records, which I think is a slight exaggeration of someone knowing whether or not you simply have had the COVID vaccination. You know, this is the argument is, oh, it's a slippery slope. Well, actually, there is a very unique element to the COVID pandemic that we've been in for just over 12 months. It's not unique. It's not unique.
0: The reaction has been unique we don't ask people to uh, actually at my age group flu is far bigger risk to me than covid um uh, and 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 for and for and for your age as well you're far more at risk of dying of flu than you are of covid um, and we don't expect people to show a flu jab uh, uh, certificate when you enter a pub in the winter
1: uh well i'm not sure i accept that i'm more likely to die from uh, then you, then from you don't flu know enough facts about virus. covid
0: <laughs> uh, under the age of 70 Covid is more Covid Covid is more way more deadly for people over 70. If you are a healthy person, you know, under 60, you are you, the flu is a, more, a bigger risk to you.
1: Well, children don't die
0: of Covid and children do die of flu.
1: Uh, well, I'd love to see the evidence for that because I've, I've certainly never heard it before. But if it's the case, that would be because flu uh, mutates every uh, winter and you can get more dangerous strains some years. And some years mm. we get terrible death tolls from it. Well, hey, I bet you don't want to close the borders either. And that's why we have to do that because of how dangerous it is for that to well, mutate you and get but a you vaccine. You don't need to close the borders. Version. You need
0: to. But testing people this is the thing. Another thing that came up at the committee uh, hearing yesterday uh, was Yvette Cooper, uh, the Labour MP, asking the and chair of the Home Affairs Select Committee asking the Prime Minister about why it is that uh, hauliers travelling from the UK into Europe, uh, certainly to France, are tested, um, but they're not tested coming in. 68% of all the people who arrive in Britain right now at the moment are hauliers, and yet they're not subject to testing and everyone else is subject to quarantine. I mean, that's insane.
1: It is, yeah. And uh, we know that in France, 40% of their cases are uh, the stronger supposed Kent variant of the virus. And so that's a concern that that's spreading so fast in France. And I think that they should all get rapid lateral flow tests before they come here to uh, to get at least some attempt to but, stop anyone that's but, got the virus. But
0: that's not closing the borders. I mean, that's the whole point. Is this, why, why? I mean, the closing the borders policy is something that's just popular with the opinion polls, with people who are too scared to sort of, you know, to walk down the street, let alone get on an aeroplane, because they don't understand some basic facts about COVID. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the policy is now being made almost entirely based on what the focus groups are telling number 10 as opposed yeah. to sensible policymaking, it seems to me to be blindingly obvious that if you are going to have quarantine people coming from some countries you the very minimal requirement would be that you would test people going in and out of the country it's 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 relatively cheap it should be easy it should be quick um but I mean I, I someone got in touch with me yesterday pointing out that their, their wife had come into the country got after a work trip and had been required to pay 200 quid for the two tests that you get the, the, the days afterwards um so four days after still hadn't got their results back and were still being made to isolate you pay for a test you don't even like this has happened to lots of people you don't actually get the results back told to isolate um and and yet of course the whole point of having the test is to see if you, if you were ill maybe other people sitting near you on the plane might have got ill as well but there's no way of tracing or contacting those people because no one's given you your results i mean this the whole thing is an absolute joke
1: but doesn't that show the reason why we have to be super careful about who's coming into the country when you have dangers like that? You know, it's not no, that, based on that's opinion not, That's not a
0: danger it's, of the people coming into the country. That's a failure of government policy that makes it a danger.
1: Well, I mean, sure, there's no doubt about the example you just gave is the system not working as it should. But it also shows the risks of when that happens, which is inevitable to some extent. Okay. But look, it's not based on opinion polls to close the borders. It's based on countries that have managed to deal with this virus very well, like New Zealand. I would <laughs> rather we live our lives normally within the country mm-hmm. and wait until the rest of the world is yeah. caught okay. up. The, the, next
0: to- time, the next time Britain happens to be a, a, a country on the other side of the world from everywhere else, uh, then I'm sure we can manage to do it that way.
1: The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.
1: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.